Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. For a while now, I've been wondering in this field that I, that I work in about the diagnosis of schizophrenia. Really been wondering about this. Um, <laughs> especially since, you know, hearing voices, like I, I started the first time that I, that I remember, well, actually I can't even say that because I remember as a very young child having a, an intense imagination. <laughs> and I had all of these imaginary friends. I mean, up until, God, I'm admitting stuff to you guys. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. Anyway, <laughs> um, even like in high school, maybe like beyond i i remember that i had these friends um i'm just i'm just having that recollection right this second i was always talking to myself i talked to myself a lot i talk to myself still like sometimes it's hard to to sit next to me in a cubicle cuz a lot of times i'm like i say things out loud <laughs> Like, are you talking to me? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I remember in college, I had this actually amazing professor. I really liked him a lot. And he said, hearing voices is never good. He said, never, 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 never is it good to hear voices. And I just kept my mouth shut. I didn't say anything, but I was like, okay, so what does that mean about me? I guess that on some level, I've, I've always known that if the secret got out, they might put me away. They might put me in a hospital somewhere. Um, okay, so I have to say, I do not hear voices all the time. And these voices are are when they speak to me, they make sense and they're, they're positive. I never have, I, well, I can't say that because sometimes I have these like really weird thoughts about catastrophe, like real bizarre things. So, but most of the time what I is, they're positive and they're So there's a number of people that have the diagnosis of schizophrenia. And there is a correlation between schizophrenia and drug use. But then it begs the question, did they start taking the drugs to silence the voices? <laughs> like the the... I haven't worked with a lot of people with schizophrenia, but I did ask like this one person who was very, um, very coherent. Like the guy was like, he was there. I had this, this thought, you know, that he would be just like really out there and he wasn't, he was a really delightful person. I really liked him a lot. Um, but and so 
but his wife told me one time that she would divorce him if he didn't take these shots. She has to get these shots. I didn't even know this was such a thing. But I guess they have developed some kind of long-lasting schizophrenia medicine or other types of medicines for people who are resistant to taking the medicine. And she said that she told him, point blank, I'll divorce you if you don't take those medicines. So that would lead me to that when he's having an episode, they're really awful. You know, they must be scary and really awful. Um, this guy, it was really compounded by abuse. He had a lot of abuse in his childhood. And so he, he, I don't know. So you go down the, the, I love this. I do. I just love this. <laughs> um, so you go down the list of like what, you know, the diagnosis of schizophrenia. And one of the symptoms of schizophrenia is delusions. I want to talk about that. <laughs> I do. You know, and then like, and then like, okay, and I know I'm deviating a little bit and I'm going to get back, but I just have to say like bipolar, you have delusions of grandeur. Okay. So I know enough about these things to like, when I go to a counseling session or have in the past, I know exactly what not to say because the the provider that you're talking to will be more likely to diagnose you. And I did not want to be diagnosed with bipolar because I don't believe I'm bipolar. Uh, I don't. I, I have considered it, um, but I, I don't really have, as a generality, like manic episodes and depressive episodes. Um, I... I actually like at this point in my life I really I really believe that I have autistic tendencies. If I if I had if I had my my guess about what goes on with me I have autistic tendencies. I'm I'm and this can I don't know I guess be clouded with um I can't say I've never had a depressed day in my life but I have you know, I have already told you all that I, if I had a diagnosis, it's anxiety. But even even with that, like it's more socially acceptable to be diagnosed with anxiety than it is with bipolar. <laughs> and the outcomes with bipolar, according to the DSM, or according to psychology, or the the prognosis with with bipolar is pretty bad like a lot of people with bipolar end up killing themselves it's really hard to to you know and they're they they'll they'll take their medicine for a period of time and then they feel better and they don't think they need it anymore it's it's a it really is a cycle but I don't believe that I have bipolar um and I don't believe I have schizophrenia um but I think I think that my my 
my actual symptoms are, are like, I think I'm autistic somewhere on the spectrum, obviously high functioning or else I wouldn't have gotten along in this world. But, you know, my mother got me into music. I mean, I was a classically trained violinist and I, I really think that it helped wire my brain. And so I'm, I, I guess I'm somewhat aware that I'm in some ways socially awkward. And I, I also, um, I also just think differently. I think differently and it, it, you know, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a little bit literal. So like when somebody tells me something, you know, I, I don't always understand the nuance of what they're saying. Um, this is, this was like really apparent in the last two weeks when I was, um, in these trainings for my new job, but whatever. So, <laughs> so the idea of delusion you know, I think I've been called like delusional one time in my life. And, and, and when I look back on it, I'm like, you know what, this person was absolutely correct. I was delusional. I was believing things that were not in reality. This person was absolutely correct. In the moment, I, I was absolutely being delusional. But the truth is that we are asking people in this work to be delusional. We are asking them to believe in things that have not become a reality. You know, like all kinds of things, like that they could be happy, that that they could heal from a disease, that they could um, have the job they want, that they could be with the person they'd like to be with. That We're asking people to believe in miracles. It, like some of this stuff, like it's like a miracle. We're asking people to believe in miracles. And so we act like delusion is a bad thing that it's like a mental illness to you know that I could be in a counseling session and because I I I talk about like writing a book you know or that I you know really feel like someday my life might like really mean something although I know that my life means something just in and of itself like in an unknown, unmarked grave, I know that my life means something because of the energy that I bring to this time in this space. And so, but like I wanted to have an effect. I wanted, I wanted to have my life, have other people's lives be better. I wanted to have that effect in the world, you know, and some people, you know, you know, so I, I had this, like, I'm just in a, in a session with a prescriber. So she was a psychiatrist. I was sitting with a psychiatrist one day 
and I'm talking and I just have this overwhelming feeling that she's jotting down delusions of grandeur on her little thing. And I don't know if she was, but you know what? She probably was because I, I was picking up on it. This isn't something that I normally would be thinking about. I don't think in those terms. And so the fact that I was thinking that she was writing that down as like a symptom, that she was, she was what do you call it, path, pathologizing me. <laughs> she was putting a pathology on me. Because I was, I was, and it sounded like delusions of grandeur. And and where is that fine line? You know, it's like I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about that movie of Jackson Pollock. You know, where in like, and the guy was like, you know, as I remember the movie, I haven't seen it in a long time, but like he was a, a raging alcoholic and appeared to be very bipolar. Like there were times where he would go in these, you know, as I remember it, it could be incorrect, but he would go in these times where he was was in a manic episode and he would just paint, 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 paint. But he, he was like, in essence, so really, according to this movie, if I'm thinking of the correct movie, he was a pretty abusive person and very unhappy. Um, but where is that fine line between madness and greatness? the madness to believe in that delusion so much that he did indeed become a world-renowned painter with his dribbles, which I've heard recently he actually took from someone else, (laughs) that he wasn't the founder of his dribbles, that he was actually copying someone else. I don't know if that's true or not, but I heard that recently. (laughs) A lot of times, it's so sad. A lot of times, these these people who become great are actually copied from someone else. You know, like Edison, he actually didn't involve. He did not in the the light bulb. It did not come from them. It came from Tesla. I watched a YouTube on it. So everybody thinks Edison, you know, came up with the light bulb, and it wasn't him, <laughs> or. <laughs> like I had gone to this, um, this, uh, I told you all about going to this, this, uh, conference on human evolution, consciousness and human evolution. And Bruce Lipton did this whole talk, but part of the talk that he gave was fascinating. It was about, sorry, Darwin, it was about Charles Darwin and that he did not come up with a theory of evolution. He didn't. It was somebody else. It's so sad. Isn't that sad, you guys? In a way, somebody's like stealing somebody's body of work. And then we have like movies and all this history of Darwin. You know, wasn't him. Sad. Anyway, sorry, I don't know. I just felt like... (laughs) talking about that. It's three in the morning and I'm, I'm delusional. <laughs> um, I, so I, I, I've been wondering, and I know this is, this, this all does kind of come together because basically what I'm talking about is, is this, this 
I don't know, like, you know, God, how do I word this? This slide between even sleep and awake. Like, there's this, like, I don't know if y'all are familiar with this term, lucid dreaming. I'm not sure if you're, you know, I don't know that most people, like, we've, we hear this word, but like, like, really, because I, I practice it. I haven't in a while. I really haven't. I've been attempting to actually sleep recently. Um, but, but for, for a while there, I was, I was really practicing and I would spend what appeared to be hours in that state where I could tell that I was awake, but I was, I was like in this dream state. And, and, and this idea that like, do we really know that we're awake? Like, how do we know that we're awake? Like we think we're awake, but like, are we always kind of in this dream? And so then I was like wondering if in these dreams, if we are not going into these different realities and like there was this one night that I was dreaming and I, I was looking down on my, actually on my parents I saw my, my mother was still alive at the time. I actually told her about this dream. It was really weird. So I was looking down on my dad and at first he was like alone. It seemed like he was like either in a kitchen or like in a workshop or something. And then I saw my mom and they looked happy. And and it made me wonder, like, was I looking into like a dimension or a time where my parents were still together and happy? Um, and maybe my parents are in this other dimension and are happy. Maybe I was, maybe I was foretelling the future for my mother who was going to very soon be reunited with her husband. I don't know. This is just all so very weird. I guess I'm getting things a little bit off. And I, I apologize for that. It's just that, that there is this like fine line between like somebody who is like having these these hallucinations and these auditory ideations where they're hearing voices they're hearing voices in their head or they're seeing they're hallucinating things okay and it makes me wonder like are they in some kind of like lucid dreaming state that is, it's like almost like a hellish state or, I mean, not, maybe not all schizophrenics are upset that they're schizophrenic. Maybe they view themselves as gifted because maybe sometimes they hear angels. 
maybe they have have their brain has has made the line between the worlds so thin that they can access it more easily than other people. And then we have the audacity to call them crazy. Anybody who is different. Anybody who talks about things that are that are really outside of the norm, they're crazy. You know, like I've had this like idea. Why can't we battery cars with solar? And then people like just go off on me. Oh, there's no way you could do that. They would never drive fast. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. All this like. They try to say all this stuff to me when I like mention things that are like, you know, and and sometimes we don't do these things because we don't want the battery companies to go out of out of out of business. Because like if all these toys that for our children were solar powered the battery companies if if things didn't need batteries they would be what would they do well they may have to just figure something out or maybe they need to come up with an idea of how to put a solar panel on children's toys these are just ideas that have come to my mind <clears throat> but we we like you know like the people who thought that airplanes could fly, I mean, who would have thunk it? I mean, imagine the first person to actually get in an airplane, to risk their life to get in this airplane. But they believed in it so much that they were willing to risk their life. The rockets to the moon, all these things that people believed could not be done. And they were done by people who were in some ways delusional. They believed in something that had not yet come to fruition. And so, and this has been like, the biggest bugaboo in my in my practice i have to i have to tell you <laughs> this has been the biggest bugaboo in my practice because because you know and it's like so i have been i i've been like thinking okay what do i have to change you know and the only thing that i really can change well i mean I have to change myself, okay? So, like, what do I have to change about myself to have this thing happen in my life that I would like to happen in my life? Like, what is the person that I need to be? And I think one of the, one of the biggest factors is an unwavering belief. think it's 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 a confidence also in myself 
and the knowledge that I can, I can do this thing. I can have this thing in my, in my physicality. And it's not that I believe that I, that I, but I, I have to admit on some level that I do come back to, and not every day, but I do come back to the idea, why is this thing not coming into my physicality? But you have to understand, like as a scientist, the scientist of my life, and I, and I am, you know, they say, okay, like, okay, let's just imagine like chemistry, I'm sitting there and it, that this is the formula. So I put the formula in and the formula is there and it, it's not reacting. I'm not, this, the smoke isn't coming out. The, the chemical reaction isn't happening in my experiment or it's not happening yet. I'm not, maybe I'm not stirring it correctly. So I'm sitting here in this experiment of my life, having this ex- expectation of, a, of an outcome, having an eager joy about this outcome, having gratitude about this outcome. Like this belief that I can't, I just can't quite squelch. It's just there. <clears throat> and yet, and yet my experiment is is not you know my plane is not taking off yet <laughs> and so and so i would say i think you know a lot of times in our lives we settle for sort of like this this life that is not fully lived not fully lived because of our beliefs because we're not like like i think sometimes we actually even fail to dream that we could have something else that we could you know, I'm so much in, in my head on this thing that like sometimes I like talk to people, you know, and in my field, like I, I worked with people who, you know, were homeless, that didn't even have a high school diploma, you know, and sometimes I, I would say things, you know, like, well, would you like to get your GED, you know, and, and and that was something that was just too far off to them and i can understand that when you're sitting there homeless but they didn't even have a dream to get their ged and 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 that may have been insulting to them and i didn't like initially you know this isn't something that came out the first second that i met them i mean this was you know a, a little bit of time you know but i i would talk to to people about their education i would talk to people like what would you like in this life like what do you dream of? like when were you happy and what were you thinking about when you were happy but I think they just, we, 
And I, and I can't put myself in this category because I'm like so over the top. I'm so over the top with like the belief in possibility that, that I have to like, I have to kind of tone it down at times. Like with, with just the way that I am in the world, I have to tone it down. I can't, I can't just tell everyone. I can't tell everyone. I, I have like almost this secret life that I talk to you guys about, but I don't talk to people about this because I can't. So they're not going to understand what I'm talking about. It was really weird. So I got my my new my new email. <clears throat> and <laughs> this is so bizarre. I get my new email for my work and they've been sending me these I guess they're trying to get me used to getting spam. And a couple of times I've fallen for it. <laughs> so, so, you guys, oh my God, there's been a couple of times where I've actually opened the damn email and I'm not supposed to. And then this big red thing comes up, you know, like spam, don't, you're not supposed to open these. I'm like, oh God, you didn't have me do a training on that. <laughs> I'm sorry, because I had to do a training in my last work about this, about spam and stuff. So I'm sorry, it's just cracking me up. So, so, um, and then one of these spam things had this name on it that I had to do a double take. Because it had a name on it that is somebody that is, is like a, a workmate of mine a, a few jobs ago that I'm still in touch with. I have her on Instagram and I just love her. I'm like, how bizarre that it would have her name. Like th this kind of thing happens a lot. I think it's just because I'm paying attention. Maybe I wasn't paying attention before or maybe it does happen more. I mean, I think it's a combination of things, but but. I I still get these things that are just so far out of the norm and they and they um and they're just bizarre that I know this is where I'm going with this is that I know that that seemingly that the miraculous is actually the way it really is is actual reality and everything else is actually the illusion the idea that it will work out is actual reality. That it's always going to work out is reality. But we, because we have been so trained by, by norms, we, we think that, ca that the not like a, a miracle is like, oh my God, it's a miracle. Like, so out of the norm. Like, the miracle is out of the norm. And if you ever talk about these things to people, they just, they cannot accept it as any sense of truth. They just can't. Their brain will not allow them. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if y'all have noticed that. <laughs> I certainly have. You know, um, so I talked just a tiny bit, not very much, but a, a little bit about this idea of schizophrenia and delusions and believing in things that aren't aren't there. But it's like the stigma that goes along with schizophrenia is pretty horrible. Um, like a lot of people with schizophrenia, it seems like, are really on the out, on the, if you, you know, really on the outskirts of even mental illness. Like that person is really mentally <laughs> And I actually wonder if that person is mentally ill. But then I'm not living in their shoes. But like in some ways, I, I can relate. I can relate um, to hearing things. I don't know that I actually see things. But I will tell you, for years, and... It still happens to me once in a while. It it does, unfortunately. It hasn't gone away altogether, but throughout my life I would I would go to sleep and then it just seemed like not that long into sleep I would wake up and see things in my room. And this was like horrifying for my children, you know, because um, this mostly was happening when I was a single mom that, that, that I can recall. So they were there with me and, and like sometimes I would scream. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, one time I actually woke up in the um, door frame in my bedroom. I wasn't really sure how I got there. I wake up and I'm in the door frame. I'm like, okay, great. How did I get here? Um, and I would see beings, entities in my room. One time, the weirdest time, this was really bizarre. I woke up and I saw a very muscular entity that had horns and the skin was red. And this entity didn't seem to see me. Like it didn't look at me. It was looking somewhere else. But <laughs> I, I took that one as Satan. Satan came into my room. <laughs> Um, so I don't know, maybe I do have, have, have hallucinations. I haven't had them in a while like that. Um, I do, I do see entities when I meditate, but that's a whole other, other, um, topic that I'm, I'm, is not part of this podcast, but, uh, I just wanted to, to like talk about that because I just, 
it's just an idea of mine. It's a theory of mine. I, and I don't really have it. Like, I don't have any scientific data on this subject. I think that sometimes the, the, this, this practice of psychology is very limiting and very off-putting. And I don't know that they would ever do studies to find out what schizophrenia is really about. Like, I don't know that they, they, like, I feel like a lot of times in psychology, they're more like in the, in the idea of the treatment or just trying to improve the lives of their patients than they are about, about, about this idea of schizophrenia and what it is. Like, does that make sense? Like, I, I, I don't think that they, that they are really wonder about this thing. It's just, okay, he's got schizophrenia. Okay, so let's move on. Let's give him some medicine and, you know, and try, try to make him comfortable kind of attitude. He's got a, like a, a debilitating, seemingly a debilitating, horrible diagnosis that he's just going to have to deal with these symptoms for the rest of his life. So here, let's just make him comfortable. He's doomed to this thing. Instead of like, okay, so why? What's happening with that schizophrenia? See, I just find that incredibly interesting. Like, when did they start hearing the voices? And... And how do we, because I think that as a person grows, they really do learn to adapt. They learn to adapt to things, I mean, theoretically. And maybe people have, well, of course, they have different varying degrees of schizophrenia. Like not all people have, have schizophrenia as bad as other people. But, but I don't know. I'm just like interested in the, in the, and I guess partly the reason why I'm interested is because of myself. Like, I, I feel like I don't believe that I could be categorized as schizophrenic, but I, I do hear, I have auditory ideation and and I don't even know if that's the right word. Auditory, I can't remember the word for it, honestly. Um, I may be saying it correctly, I may not be. But anyway, I'm starting to ramble badly, so I'm going to go. <laughs> I appreciate you listening. And as always, I'll be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap. <laughs>